Welcome everyone to a new Angry War Gamer podcast. I'm your host Drew, and with me tonight will be Orlando, our illustrious going, leader. Everybody? Oh, sorry, our illustrious leader will oh. not be available with us tonight, uh, dealing with some stuff at current. He will let us know when he is coming back. Um, he will still be doing the editing and the uploading on his end. Um, so he's still with us in spirit. Yep, that's right. That means it's not my fault that there's only two of us this time. And I don't care if he hears that. Like, yes, I am not at fault this time. Suck it, Jay. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it's not you passing out. It's him. It's not you. It's him. It's like it's like a weird breakup. It's fine. Yes, this time it's not my fault that the breakup happened. Hooray! <laughs> Pretty much. So, long, um, long day. Uh, well, you know the usual end of week stuff. The day today is Sunday, February nineteenth. For those who give a shit about it, I know we really like to make it a joke at this point. It's kind of like an inside joke about the date, but uh, trying to stay on track with like what you normally talk about. Uh, we got our usual lineup of podcast topics and such, but we'll do our usual week roundup like we do. We'll start with Orlando. How has your past couple weeks been since it's been a little while? Yeah, it's been a little while because, uh, well, things got pretty hectic these past couple of weeks, but uh, I managed to turn it around thanks to your help and uh, with a little bit of luck. We managed to make it work, so... I lost my car, I should say. It broke down on me in the middle of a middle of an intersection on the way to work. So that was fun. Getting it onto a commercial lot to uh and hope that it didn't get fucking towed. But now I have a sweet new fucking ride to go with. A 2011 Mazda Mazda 3. And she is sexy, folks. She is fucking sexy. So much to the point that I feel like Austin Powers would like to have an extra night with it on the town, if you know what I'm saying. I believe what Orlando is saying is he's going to fuck his car and we should all look away if we don't want to see what's going to happen. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I don't judge. No, you just point and laugh like everybody else. No, That's I'm true. not doing that sort of thing, but man, do... Man, does she drive so beautifully. She practically skates across the damn pavement. That's good to hear, man. Glad to hear it. Um, as far as I'm as far as me, uh work related stuff for the most part. Uh been collecting some more hero quest stuff because I kinda wanna have a full collection of hero quests so I have the whole system, at least what's commercially available. I know they're coming up with another expand, another quest pack. When that comes out, I'm sure I'll grab that too. But as of now, I will have everything that they have available. <sighs> Which will be nice to have something to add to the collection. Such a, you know, RPG collection. I like having a wide variety of things in case people decide to get bored with, you know, whatever we end up doing. Like right now, we're doing Pathfinder with our friend Jeff. He's doing DMing. It's his first time. He seems to be enjoying the experience, and he's been doing a decent job. We give him pointers here and there. But overall, he's been doing a good job. 
modules for anybody who wants to who wants you know a pointer or two never look a module in the mouth if you can get pre-generated adventures they are a great springboard for people who are just getting their feet wet for doing dming because everything's there you need you just need to add the dice and do a little bit of you know paperwork on the back burner and make sure that your players have a general idea of what they're doing when they walk into things but the last one we did, we, we finished up the boss monster, everything played out the way it was supposed to play out, and everything slid into place. Yes, I did have to man your character. I had a backup character that was essentially like yours, but with a different uh, a different um, gadget instead of uh, a weapon. Mine was armor, so I just basically ran mine as an, ar an armor equivalent, so... <clears throat> Fair we, managed to, we managed to get through with it, and I mean, I don't know... Uh, he took the he took this weekend off because I think he's going to start a new module, and when he does, he wants to have everything prepared for when he actually does so. So likely next weekend Sunday is when we'll probably be running that stuff, knowing him. So here's hoping. Worst comes to worst, we don't run until March, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. <sighs> Other than that, um, I don't really, um, I got, uh, after some weird hiccups with, uh, Walmart, I managed to get the two boxes of set booster, set boosters of, uh, Phyrexia OB1. Those ended up being pretty good pulls. I am not going to complain too much about that. Everything that I was looking for, the majority of the heavy hitters that I wanted for my collection, I ended up getting. Um, I pre-ordered the new Octopath that comes out on the twenty fourth. Um, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll be talking more about that, I'm sure, when we do our actual topics because it was part of the the Nintendo Direct, and we are talking about that a little bit tonight since we're a little bit behind the eight ball on some things because we've kind of because of life issues, we've had to kind of bunch a bunch of stuff together on the back burner until now but we'll, we'll get we'll get caught up and we'll be talking about some actual current events because a lot of stuff dropped today that we can actually throw down and go from there so we'll see we'll see what happens all right uh what do you want to start with you want to chop some some of the smaller shit out of the way first yeah, let's go ahead and start with, uh, if you happen to be a lover of Genshin Impact, man, these days just have not been very kind to you, has it? And also, because... just a reminder for Genshin Impact fans, the uh, age of consent is 18 years old. Thank you. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, uh, a voice actor has recently been under hot fire because they've decided to play a little naughty with uh, fucking minors. Because of course they did! <laughs> Again, uh, I, I, will I will repeat my previous statement. Genshin Impact fans, the age of consent is 18 years old. Apparently, except in Japan, though. They're did you hear about that? Apparently they're barely raising the age, for the, the national age, from 13... To 16. Couldn't wow. quite make it up there just yet. <laughs> well, they're one year no, shy no, of the, they're one easy. year shy of they're one year shy of most places in in America, so I mean eh. 
Look, I'm that's say, still Ed, wrong regardless. <laughs> look, there's nothing good about it, but if you're talking about any kind of met- metric change, you, you take what you can get from a from a country that literally does terrifying things with, 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 with sushi, so sex invertebrates, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking true. <laughs> uh, but yes, apparently... Uh, apparently, this dude was accused of doing very naughty things involving texts with minors online, and I don't mean to fucking doubt on whether or not he did it, because the dude admitted it! And because of it, they're cutting ties with him completely, the company behind Genshin Impact. And good on them, despite the fact that it's fucking China, and we all know they do some seedy shit. But look, you know, hey, look, they're no longer they, dealing with him. Great. They ju- they're just trying to keep their public image, uh, the the stuff that they can control, above board. Everything in the background can be as you know depraved and insane as they as they imagine it to be. But everything on the front side still has to be legit. Yeah, true. But hey, I'm happy that I'm happy they got rid of him. And what they're also going to do is that they're going to take all of his uh, all of his voice lines and replace them with someone else. So if you enjoyed his voice and are now disgusted by the fact that he has been, uh, well, let's let's just call it what it is, a pedophile. <laughs> um, well, you will be happy to know that he will be essentially scrubbed out of the project entirely. So well, there you go. That's fucking wonderful. Under more normal circumstances, I would disagree to do such a thing because it seems almost cowardly to do so. But this is talking about somebody who has actually admitted to doing this foul shit. So, you know, fuck him. We don't need – we. and I'm not even a player of Genshin. I don't give a shit in mo- for about, most circ- about most of the circ- circumstances they get themselves involved in. But when it comes to the actual harm of children, yeah, go fuck yourself. Well, if you're going to outright admit it, there's a difference between accusation and just coming out and being like, you know what, that actually well, happened, a... and I can't, fu- and I and I'm and I don't deny it. It's like, well, then we don't really have to go through the process. We're just going to scour well, you clean from it, like our fucking cleaning off nasty fucking grime keep... off the bottom of my goddamn boot. Well, keep in mind the it, it's they started out as accusations. It started out as your typical uh, false out the allegation shit. People were just claiming that it happened, and they were and they were just tell they weren't going to the police or anything like that. They were just saying, "Hey, it happened." But then somebody had the fucking guts to actually lay out evidence to prove that they were indeed doing that. This person was indeed doing this shit. It's like, thank you. Arrest him, please. <laughs> Get somebody call the cops. Get this dude arrested. <laughs> yeah, no fooling. No more niceties. Let's just get to the part. Let's get to the, the fun part. <laughs> that would that that is me one hundred percent. Is like, I, I'm just, I'm I'm, you you all know me. I'm sick and tired of the nonsensory these days. So when somebody gets their comeuppance, especially after they admit their own fucking disgusting depraved behavior. It, it, it lights a flame on the black hole where my heart used to be. Poetic, truly poetic. 
But yeah, he's out of the picture, and they're going to get him replaced with different VAs. Other VAs have also denounced him as a result. That I'm honestly, it's a bit more cringe to me, but you know, whatever. At least for once, they are doing it on something that actually was confirmed. So, you know, good on them for that, I suppose. But, you know, it, it's par for the course when people see something that is uh, suppo- that is open-ended on whether or not of the validity of said, uh, of said events, and they just jump on it anyway, just in hopes that they get a, uh, you know, some good karma points or some good uh, publicity points. Well, that is usually kind of nauseating, but at this point... I'm I'm don't really give a shit about whatever intent might be in there as long as the as long as there's some sort of you know recompense at the end of everything. Exactly, retribution. Thy name be justice. Or true. Uh, well, I get that out of the way. Uh, what else we got? What's the, what else we want to talk about for the little shit? <laughs> so, who is our? Who is our favorite Call of Duty corporation, everybody? That's right, Activision, or I'm just going to say Activision Blizzard, but that's apparently not happening anytime soon, because their ass is getting blocked by the European Union. Yeah, Microsoft is being blocked from buying Activision Blizzard at this point, which is fucking hysterical. That is just amazing. They're threatening antitrust laws on Microsoft if they fucking go with it. And while does Microsoft respond? Do it and I'll fucking shoot you. In less gravity, but basically along those lines. Was like, what? what the hell was Bobby Kotick thinking? How do you make such a blanket state, a blanket threat to a world government? Or in this case, a continental government? Who does this shit? These companies feel, these companies think they can get their, their, their cojones up in a bunch and be like, we make more money than the majority of you and we can say whatever the fuck we want. And it's like, Look, unless you're going to back your shit up with some real supervillain shit, like, you're going to go and be like, if you do not allow us to take this, we're just going to blue screen all of your fucking all of your fucking computers because you're all running on our hardware. That's really the only thing I would say would be the only way that they're going to acquiesce to your to your, uh, your big talk. And I don't know. They do that. That is literally going to be the best fucking advertisement for Apple computers ever. Yeah, please, please do not, do not give, do not give it Mac users any more to, any more to hold over my fucking head, please. <laughs> Let's face it, there are probably other servers, but nobody's gonna be fucking listening to Linux. Don't, no, everyone will be jumping ship to fucking Mac almost immediately. And the last thing I want is to have a computer system that has a fucking fruit on my face and a mouse that can't right click. That is pretty sad. And, <laughs> and because Jay isn't here, we can make those jokes without getting any kind of retribution, which is kind of funny. <laughs> he's going to be looking at this, and he's going to be like, Nah, you think so, huh? I'm going to be deleting this part of the conversation. Thank you very much. Fair enough. Do it! Do it, Jay! Censor the shit out of it! See what happens! <laughs> uh, 
Oh, we talk shit about Mac all the time. He doesn't care. <laughs> but yeah, well, it's no, these these companies don't fucking these companies act like they're they're bigger than than uh, than governments all the time. And they want to swing their dick like that, and then you know find out and do a dick measuring contest with whole nations and whole national national you know multinational bodies. That's on them. Fuck to around fair, and find out personified. To be fair, this is one of the reasons why law should be in place to keep both government and corporations in check. Oh, a hundred percent. Both are constantly seeking unlimited power, and the moment they even get a chance at that, that's when all hell is going to break loose. I think at the end of the day, you need to, it, by their very nature, they're guaranteed these these bodies are going to try and acquire temporal wealth or power, just by the it's just what they do because that's how they're built to do those things. They're not good or evil; they're built to to create or or to acquire. So when you do that so kind of shit and you don't rein them in, that's what's going to happen. If that makes sense. Essentially, they're... no, yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't matter. They exist solely for their own self preservation, and the only way to do that is to expand. Yep. Sometimes to the detriment of others, most of the time. Yeah, when you have no control of yourself, of course, it's only going to be at the detriment of others. And that's what's going on here. Oh, well, nothing to do for it. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, well, here's what's going to happen. They're going to have to jump through more bureaucratic hoops, which is usually what happens, and then the acquisition will probably go through. They'll probably have to do some sort of, you know, Tongue and cheek bull tongue and cheek bullshit for the EU. The EU will be like, fine, whatever, and then we'll, they'll they'll have access to it. Because they're not going to stop it wholesale. There's no reason for them to do so, especially because Microsoft can likely make it worth their while at that point, especially with manufacturing and other things that might occur in those areas. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Be funny regardless. Uh, Honestly, I'm just hoping I'm just hoping it gets to the point where it ends up bankrupting the company. But what do I know? Uh, I know you want to watch. I know you want to watch Activision Blizzard explode. But uh, you're never going to kill Microsoft. That would be that would be way too difficult. They're uh, they're way too big at this point to fail. Um. Anyway, um. So explain this whole Ubisoft thing to me because like you posted the stuff, but I'm not sure what the fuck's going on with that. So Ubisoft is currently changing their um, their policy when it comes to online chats. Where if you they're working with law enforcement, if you say anything that is what they deem offensive, they will push proceedings to have you arrested. Now, is this in a specific country or is this? everywhere i believe it's specific i believe it's specific countries because obviously no there are obviously there are nations that don't have such free of speech restriction i know i know britain has such uh 
has such um, restrictions, so they could be affected by this sort of thing. But their their claim is Ubisoft's claim is that they want to be on the right side of history. Anybody who says that so, usually isn't, but I'm not going to really get into the nuance on that. I mean, you're not entirely wrong, but hey, when has that ever stopped people doing wrong things from saying from saying uh, from you know talking the talk? It's the right question to ask. <clears throat> Every the road the road to hell is paved in good intentions, and when it comes to that kind of shit, it's very difficult for me to believe well, that, that what what they're what they're doing is not self is not self motivated, you know, by some kind of greater good. What they're likely doing is they're getting ahead of something before a, a more tyrannical body is forcing them to do it. Or they themselves are the tyrannical body who is trying to create a situation where they can create a, an ever-shrinking dome around people in the way that they talk. It's fucking frustrating well, the at the end of the day. Well, well, that latter explanation actually has me believing as to why the quote that you just said doesn't really apply. Because, it, it, because that quote... Um, implies that they are doing so with the best of intentions, and I don't believe that whatsoever. Ubisoft has, in my opinion, done lots of stupid, depraved shit over the years, and that has only come out into the, recently in the surface through lawsuits and whatnot. So I do not believe at all that they're doing it for, for what I what is um, for the best of intentions. In my personal opinion, there's something a lot seedier going on. What it is, I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but to me, I can't help but question these things. Whenever a company gets exposed for doing something utterly fucked up, and then they try to make amends by just doing, you know, what they believe are good acts, it leads me to wonder... What is the point behind it? Do you want us to see you as a good company? Because at this point, I would rather just see Ubisoft, just like Activision Blizzard, be burned to the fucking ground. But again, that's just me. Yeah, I mean, it's Ubisoft. No one's going to feel bad at the end of the day. To nutshell what you were saying. I mean, it's the way you feel about Koei Tecmo some days, right? Damn right I do, and I still do. By the way, I'm still excited for Wolong, the Fallen Dynasty. I have not forgotten about that game. It looks fucking great. I am absolutely excited for it, but it does not mean that I do not look and leer at fucking Koei Tecmo with utter suspicion. Because this is, once again, their very first attempt at a fucking Souls-like game. Are they going to fuck it up like they did with Dynasty Warriors 9? I will keep bringing that up until my... It will be engraved on the epitaph of my fucking tombstone. Dynasty Warriors 9 is shit. I, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm, glad you're gonna, I'm glad that's the hill you're going to die on and it's going to be come with you. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> I'm not, if, I don't argue. If reincarnation is a thing, that'll probably be the one thing I remember in my next life. And be like, Dynasty Warriors 9 is shit. What's Dynasty Warriors? I don't know. For whatever reason, that's just in my head. 
And that's only uh, assuming that I come back as another human being. For all I know, I'd probably be taken like, it'll pro if the reincarnation is anything like, you know, like uh, Hindu reincarnation, I end up being resurrected like as a bird or something. And all I'll just be doing is chirping. Yeah, but... Uh, what is this? This Koei Tecmo just over and over again. Hell, that company might not even exist by the time you get get reincarnated. Ain't that the sad truth? It'll probably be burned to the ground, and I won't know. But all I know in that all I know in that screwed up bird brain will be Koei Tecmo is shit. Koei Tecmo is shit. Koei Tecmo is shit. You meanwhile walking around, you'll probably be re reincarnated as a rhino and be like, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> shut the fuck up. I will tear down your tree. Just shut up. Oh, don't worry. Your rhinos will be long extinct before I'm before I'm reincarnated. Anyway, I'd be a hippo. I heard. I hear they're worse. Fair enough. Uh. All right. So what do we got here? Um, Hogwarts Legacy has come out, and uh, mostly to critical acclaim. Uh, the contention with jk rowling about her radical trans anti-trans viewpoint is it is its own fucking headache the game itself has a trans character the character creation capabilities allow you to make any character you want so with any voice you want it doesn't really matter no one's ever happy we're never happy because we have everything we want why would we ever be happy we, we, you're not happy if you could if you get or given everything you want. You're only happy if you make what you want. Remember, that's how it works in this yeah, you, twisted fucking you know monkey's paw of a goddamn reality we're part of. Well, it's like you said, it's our innate nature to actually struggle to earn what we had because we better appreciate what it took to actually acquire it. We're just handed to it. That means we did absolutely nothing on our part, and that starts eating away at our psyche. But that's beside the point. Yeah, let's not get let's not get too philosophical. That's not the right podcast for this. Get the mediocre's out of tiki bar. Anyway, we <clears throat> whether or not you appreciate this game is not really the point. It's whether or not, it's how people have responded to the popularity of, or just should say, the sheer existence of this game. Because I'm sure I'm sure you've all seen it. I'm sure you have come to be aware of people just absolutely fucking with people who just want to play this game. Uh, yeah. Um, the the best part of it is is you have people like uh, Hassan Piker, Hasanabi, fucking bitching that he can't play this game because his 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 entire uh, fandom would come after him for it. It's like you could just play the fucking game and not do it on stream if that's really what you fucking want to do. I mean, there's yeah, literally yeah. nothing stopping you from playing the fucking game except for your own twisted fucking. In like you're a you're a multimillionaire. What the fuck do you care at this point? If it's really if, don't feel shackled to somebody else if you feel like you want to do something. I don't know. But that. I think the point, though, is that very thing you just mentioned. He's a multimillionaire. 
And what does he do? He criticizes the ultra-wealthy. He thinks of them as monsters. So, if he plays this game not caring about what his community thinks, he will. It's, he probably will see himself as just like the other multimillionaires, a monster who does not care about the plight of the people. Now, whether or not he, whether or not that is actually the case, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just theorizing here, but maybe that's how he sees it. Well, you also have uh, people on Twitter. You know, the, the 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 little microcosm of insanity that that is Twitter. Um, or people well, are taking, we're taking, that. well, it's not just that, but like there are actual people posting pictures. Someone took a picture of a, uh, a, a limited edition Hogwarts legacy pack completely and utterly destroyed. Uh, come to find out it, it was one of those channels that intentionally destroy stuff. So it wasn't, it wasn't done as a symbol. It was done because the guy literally does that for a living. So, but people oh, were taking... Wow. But people were taking it as such, and most most <laughs> of the comments basically said, "Yeah, we know this isn't real because we know the guy this, that did this." So, yeah, th- quit trying to make this. Quit trying to make this your banner. For those of you, for the for personal opinions on things, uh, we, uh, Orlando and Jay already said their piece about it. Jay doesn't give a fuck about Hogwarts because he doesn't care about the the Wizarding World, and uh, Orlando already said his shit. But I'll I'll say mine. Um, my latter, my, my young adult years, I got to enjoy the Harry Potter movies and got to dip my toe into that mythos. And I brought my wife into it, well, then girlfriend into it. And she's the one who made me, made me, I'll say it that way, made me read the actual novels and I enjoyed them. They were quite lovely. Uh, were they the greatest thing in the world? No, but they were enjoyable and they were well, well written enough for me to feel like I actually got something out of them. Um, and the movies themselves were amazing and there was a, an amazing fandom around them. And I always, because I'm an adult with a functional upper brain stem, uh, they don't, I can comfortably separate the artist from the art and anything that Rowling may have said in, in negativity, because, you know, people are human and people just for some reason can't imagine a human being having some sort of con- some sort of opinion that runs counter to them because they're so fucking inundated with their own opinion being reflected back at them constantly that they can't handle any kind of counter opinion ever they uh they they get a little uh, felted by the fact that she doesn't have uh, she, she's a, a trans she's a turf a trans exclusionary radical feminist which is funny because if i recall like 5 years ago People have said that turfs didn't exist, and all of a sudden now they have to admit that they do, which is really fucking hysterical to me. Well, um, that's just basically, you know, it's just basically the denial of something that they despised until it can no longer be ignored. But it's great that you mentioned that part about the about whether or not about separating the art from the artist, because the point here wasn't whether or not. Okay, the reason why people are fighting or angry at the fact that people are buying and playing this game is because, according to them, uh, J.K. Rowling doesn't just, you know, have these views. She puts them into practice. She donates money to corporations or charities that actively exclude trans people. 
So that is the one thing that I, but the one, the only thing that I could find that she does, that she has her own personal charity house that excludes trans people. Like she has her, their own women's, no, women's abuse shelter that excludes trans women. But my question here would be, if that's literally the only thing that, and I think as far as I know, there's only one, it's not like it's a whole like it's a whole um should say like it's just one branch out of me out of several hundred it's like only one as far as i know what else does she donate to do you know what what other corporations she donates to oh i'm sure do these people know? are able to find out exactly where she donates to these are well, probably no the same individual these no are the same people who say. were able to find out these are some of the people who were able to probably find out what you know scott cawthon's donations went to and we're able to fucking scan that shit none of that shit yeah, is as anonymous as you think it is yeah and that's fine but no one as far as i know has been able to say what other corporations she's been uh fucking donating to at least with scott Cawthon, when they found out who he was giving to they were also no it was right there there was a list for people to look to see hey this is who he donated but there's no such list with jk rowling at least not at the moment that i know of and even more so, when going back to Scott Conlon for a moment, and those corporations also were donated to, also donated to um, uh, both left and right, uh, right wing uh, uh, projects and politicians. So it's like, it's it's a lot seedier than this could have, than this could go on. But yet, we don't find anything like that with Rowling, at least not at the moment. Not that I know of, anyway. I think I'm just un—I think I'm just unfazed by it because, I, I maybe it's just the point in my life where I just my my give a fucks are just completely fucking depleted. They've been they've been used over and over again on, you know, in drama after drama where I just I just don't give a shit. I don't care if you cannot separate Rawling from what she's created at this point then there's no way that I'm going to convince you to be able to enjoy this game, and I don't give a shit. Go play Forspoken. I don't give a fuck. Go play Hi-Fi Rush. That's a great game. Go play a enumerated number of games that cater to your specific viewpoint because they're there. I'm, I'm so fucking fed up with this shit. And again, I'm not changing my tune from, any, from where it is, and I like to keep repeating myself. I'm absolutely uninterested in anything you have to talk about, if I am in a personal conversation with you or in a hangout setting with a person, don't make my fucking night about your personal about your goddamn virtues. I don't give a shit about them. You uh, you want to tell me something about yourself? You want to tell me what 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 you have your opinion about something? Keep it brief, and just fucking keep going on with the night. It's unless I'm unless you think you can get something cerebral out of the conversation that doesn't include some kind of like you know, rage bait, I don't give a shit. I will never give a shit. And I don't like to speak for the rest of the group, but like, I just don't, I, I don't, don't make my night about it. And when it comes to this shit, I, will I play Hogwarts Legacy? I don't know. I don't, I barely have any fucking time to play other video games. Why would I, um, why would I start now with this one? I, I don't fucking know. It looks it's interesting it's from what I've seen. He's only buying Octopath Traveler 2 just so he could just stick it under the wall. It's effectively, I've said it before on the <laughs> podcast specifically, 
Like I, the the game the the backlog game collection for older gamers is effectively like the library for for older gentlemen who used to have studies. It's a bunch of books, and it's likely you've only read a portion of them. The majority of them are just wistful things that you get to you know thumb through and think, ah, I own this, and it's nice. And that's the to way I look extent, at it with that. Because to an extent, because if we look back, let's say even just a hundred years ago, they were probably. Uh, wealthier gentlemen with plenty of books that they did read the vast majority of them at least once because let's face it they're likely not going to be rereading books over and over again unless it's their favorites well it depends on the narrative That's... and what what the value of it is if it's a non-fiction book you're only really going to be thumbing through it for specific excerpts and you know bits of information you need here and there but if you're talking about you know Hemingway or you know specific specific you know fictions it's not going to be nearly as you're going to get a one and done out of it unless it's something that you know has specific meaning to you like you said yeah because I mean like again it it it, it reflects that on gaming too I have a like I have a backlog not a big one not like yours but I do have a backlog but that's because a lot of the games I play are <clears throat> are basically identical so if i go back to certain games well that's because there are aspects of the games that i enjoy more than others hell i still play pokemon crystal and we're what we're generation nine now shit <laughs> hundreds no, hundreds of pokemon with different and several mediocre stories later and i still prefer the one that you know, the one whose save file that keeps deleting on me because the batteries die out or suddenly the game cartridge itself doesn't work. You piece of shit! Work, you little fucker! Just change the battery. At this point, why don't you just basically go on to that, the video Tamashi Hiroka did where she took her Pokemon Crystal game, had someone convert it to an actual save file, transfer it onto her fucking 3DS so she could keep playing it, and have it in more permanent ver uh, in a permanent state. And considering how many yeah, hours probably... she put into her copy of Crystal, uh, you can't you don't hold a candle to the level of work she put in. Hey, I put over six hundred hours on Pokemon Crystal at this particular current save file as it is, mostly because of shiny hunting. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, she actually went through completed the Pokedex all the way through shiny hunting. And did all of the, the, the events over and over again. All the daily events. All the weekly events. I, did the goddamn I, lottery runs. And everything else. Yeah, I think she did the... I think she did the, uh, what do you call it? The Pokemon Stadium 2 Mystery Gift events. Because those, those are... You get less than a one-tenth of a percent of one percent chance to get some of those items in there. That's fucking nightmarish. Because... The 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 Lumberry's equivalent, the Miracle Berry, is only available in one of two ways: either you get a Celebi via event, or through Pokemon Stadium Two. And we all know that Celebi event was never released here in the West, except through the Virtual Console. So good fucking luck with that one. <sighs> you can, like I said. Uh, uh, when it comes to those kind of things with backlogs, I'm what I'm what I've what I've decided for myself is is I'm going to at least endeavor to play each game at least once, 
if there are games I feel like playing more of, I'm going to earmark them to play more of when I have opportunities. But just to get my just to kind of get my feet wet and see if it's worth me continuing on. Any game that I don't play, I'll likely just watch a playthrough of, and then that way, any games I want to play for the narrative, just to experience it, I can just play them and not feel bad about it, because I already paid the money. I gave the money to the publisher already. I don't fucking owe them anything beyond that at this point. So, oh, I know, that sounds that, very that old manish. No, no, not, not at all. But the thing is, is that that is something that I do find that's rather interesting, and that's the idea of people thinking that buying your buying games directly from the retailer adds money to the no, adds to the publisher or the developer um it doesn't it's not how that works they already get their money when the retailers buy the copies and make the, an order for them because they're not giving the games for free they except have to for, order them, meaning they have. Except okay. for in the case of pre-orders, where they're ordered on the spot when the pre-orders are set, and they are given—they're yeah, they're not given a set amount. They're given an amount equivalent to the pre-orders that have been set by the company, which means that anything I've pre-ordered, I've directly given money to the publisher for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. True. Fair enough on that one. But, but I was talking about standard purchases because oh, we're already way, we're we're already way past uh, Hogwarts Legacy's pre-order uh, phase. Any purchase you now make, it has to be a direct purchase. That's fine, and and if I pick it up, I pick it up. What I would likely do is I wouldn't even pick it up for myself. I'd likely pick it up for the missus because she would be the one who'd likely play it, just because it's up her alley. Me, I don't think I'd get nearly the value out of it because while I appreciate the mythos, I like watching it. I don't really like experiencing it in any other format. So I don't from know. From what I hear, it, from what I hear, it's just a Souls game featuring Harry Potter characters. So okay. I'm just thinking. So you're just pointing sticks, pointing sticks at people, ha! To die, to kill. So it's like, yeah, I guess it's fairly faithful to the movies. <laughs> exactly. See, we're all on point now. No complaints. But yeah, the, but yeah. The, 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 it's interesting to watch the escalation level that it actually occurred when everything happens. Because it happened, there was the initial outrage, then the Metacritic score came in, and uh, consumer score was pissed. way high, and critic score was way low, like we all figured was going to happen. Then all of a sudden, the, 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 the vocal minority came out and started yelling and screaming, if you buy this, you're not an ally. It didn't stop anything from happening. Then it turned to... If you buy this and you stream it, we'll find out who you are and we'll start brigading yeah. your streams, which you have an example of that specifically. Yeah, because there was one particular VTuber who, because apparently, for whatever reason, this VTuber decided to play the game and her channel exploded in absolute fury, started harassing her, started doxing her, and she broke down in tears. You could hear her crying her eyes out because, you know, say what you will of doxing, whether you support it or not, but they, people can genuinely feel frightened if they happen to, if people they don't know find out who they are or where they live. Because if you're willing to go that far, how much further are you willing to go? So it's a, it's a scary prospect. And finding out that, and being a VTuber, 
that's kind of the whole gist is to keep your identity anonymous. You're not trying to get people to know who you are because whether you like it or not, the internet can be dangerous. Uh, the, the internet's dangerous only because there are people who just don't have no no concept of personal space when it comes to things. And when you have well, people yes, who, who, who th this is something that you, was actually talked about on a stream I watched, where they said back in the that they did the back in the battle days of the internet, where you could go and say any deranged shit you wanted to people and be trolling them for doing it. You weren't you never worried about somebody coming to your fucking house and you know potentially stabbing you when you open the fucking door. Or someone leaving a goddamn, you know, a package by your door full of goddamn shit. You, you, you know, you, you said something stupid, they said something stupid, and that was the transaction that had occurred. Now, somebody doesn't understand social cues anymore, they take what you say seriously, and then they fucking swat your ass, and then things get, things get progressively worse from there. Yep, keep it. Keep in mind, while it has definitely calmed down as of recent, because at least police officers don't aren't nearly as uh, you know, crazy when it comes to swatting. I'm not saying on other things, but at least for swatting, they're not as crazy. Uh, beforehand, when it all early on, uh, they took those matters very seriously, and they had no fucking chill. To the point where I believe one of the there was a particular tragedy where a dude opened to the opened the door to a swatting and they shot and killed him in front of his two year old son. Yeah, and he wasn't even the intended target. It wasn't even the right he address. He wasn't even either. the intended target. Yep, that individual who swatted him, he is still in prison right now. Thank goodness. Good. Fuck that guy. Oh yeah. With a, with a steel dildo, if humanly possible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah like this, it, girl, this girl was she, in utter she tears. broke down crying, huh? Yep, she yeah. was. She was. She was horrified. She was frightened. She didn't think that people would be so upset just for playing a game. And people that's take just this shit it. way too seriously. The irony, we have so many issues that go on in this world, so many fucking problems, and yet, this is the one thing that drives people to action, a video game. Truly the quintessential first world problem. Agreed. The funny thing is, is like, when you have people like Asmongold and fucking uh, Moist Critical basically saying, I'm going to play this game and you can go fuck yourself if you think I'm not going to, and I have Jannies who will fucking ban you on site if you say anything fucking stupid and if you think i'm unarmed i am well armed and if you come into my house i will fucking deal with you appropriately see that's the right response hide and go fuck yourself is the right response to these fucking idiots who think that they can just throw, flagrantly throw this shit around it's disrespectful dude, are, and it's fucking rude dude there are people in the lgbt community that are fucking playing this game i follow no i am friends and follow a particular uh, a particular uh, youtuber online and uh, she plays it. Not only does she play it, she enjoys it to the point where she believes that this game is a contender for Game of the Year. I don't know why. I think that's a bit too far. Most people are giving it like if you're going at a ten scale, people are giving it like a seven or an eight. They're not going. They're not going. Well, they're going to go six or seven. They're not going. They're not going full on Game of the Year. There's a bunch of shit that's still. We still have the rest of the year. You don't need to go that hard. We still have fucking... Two, well, we'll talk about it later when we talk about the Nintendo Direct. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we we got that, and you know they basically started threatening people, and when that didn't work because there were they managed to get a few people like your like the VTuber you were talking about, but the majority yeah. of people basically told them to go fuck themselves, and that they were going to play this game whether they thought so or not. And, like, most of those people said, we're still allies, we're just playing this game because we like the fucking mythos and you can't tell us to do anything otherwise. So, what ended up happening was it turned into sore loser mode. And sore loser mode, for most people who don't understand it, is when you go, oh, yeah, well, if you're not going to listen to us and we can't threaten you and we can't cajole you, we're just going to spoil the fucking game then. You can go fuck yourself. And they just put spoilers all over fucking Twitter. And that was their, that was their parting shot, the sore loser route. Here's the problem with that aspect. Um, it's an open world adventure game. People don't play open world adventure games solely for the story. Yeah, but there was they a twist ending it. that they there was a twist ending at the end of it, regardless that I, they spoiled. I, I get that. I didn't play Breath of the Wild because I wanted to know what happened in the story. I played it because I wanted to see what the fuck I could do in the game. Which is fine. But that's for, what but they should have went for. But the thing well, is, is that when it comes to an open world game, if you want to know what what you can do in said game, what do you have to do? Play the fucking game! <laughs> or watch a playthrough. <laughs> no, because you can only learn so much from a playthrough. If you're, you're talking about mechanics-wise, absolutely. You have to do that hands-on. That's on. what I'm saying. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. When it comes to an open world game, it's the, it's the ability to play with the game's mechanics, because there's probably going to be some things that the developers didn't didn't consider, or maybe they did consider and decided that it would be fun for you to figure out, like in Mario Odyssey, where it looked like there were areas that were completely off bound because of because of the way gaming mechanics are the way conventional mecha mechanics are and then you find out that there are actually ways for you to get there because when you get to those areas you get showered with fucking coins so the, the developers knew that you would be able to get here you just had to figure out how right you taught it, it it's a sandbox and that's what basically this game is it's a sandbox and the only way you're going to know what to do in those sorts of games is play them yourself and they're not going to do it. So the only the best they could do was to figure out the, to figure out what happens in the story. And most people who were playing this game were not at all annoyed when they found out that they the, that people were spoiling the game. Like that's a you know, great job there, guys. Fantastic job. And no one gives a shit. Move on. Basically, there are plenty of ways to support the LGBT community. Not playing the game is probably the least you could do. Yeah, if you're really you're worried true, about it, donate. Yeah, if, you're, if you want to be spiteful, donate money in J.K. Rowling's name to an LGBT community thing. You know, oh, that'd be perfect. Like that. No, because in particular, a trans because a trans. Uh, uh, a pro-trans community, like a pro-trans charity, that that would probably irk her hard. I don't think she. I, I honestly don't think she gives a fuck regardless. But it's more of a no. if you think that if you think that's gonna if you think that's gonna put a bee in her bonnet, you do that. But like, there are a bunch of different ways you could have gone about this, and you went to, you you chose the most the, the most petty, the most insignificant possible. No, no you chose not the just, most. It's insignificant not just insignificant; route. it's insipid. 
It's this, it's this, you know, holier than thou viewpoint that just makes me fucking nauseous. Yeah, I see. Because I, ugh. Like you could have done anything, and it, you chose that route, and you're like, eh. you could, you, you, you could have went the, you could have went the high road, but you just decided to just take the most fucking convoluted way around. No, no, I get you. I mean, say what you will about say what you will about certain activists out there, but you know, like the like like the people who you know stuck glued their hands onto paintings and whatnot. You know, at the very least, they went out and tried to do something. Not that I condone it, because you know, the whole method was incredibly stupid. But you know, they actually tried to do something. Whereas these people, all they did was sit their asses down on a computer and typed on a keyboard on a website they despised over a game they despised over a creator they despised. Because there's nothing that there's nothing else that they can actually do. Or at the very least, there's nothing else they're willing to try. Because that's what activism has effectively been boiled down to by these people. All they activism do activism young. Because let's let's right. face it, older generations, their activism was a lot was a lot uh, was a lot more provoking because they were willing to do what was necessary. Not these folks. <sighs> they're too what are you gonna they're do? too complacent in their own comfort. Well, yeah. When you when you become so comfortable, you have to look for discomfort. Again, comfort becomes when your comfort becomes your discomfort. You will look for any reason to complain about the the surroundings. A, a, a comfortable a comfortable room of pillows will become a prison real flipping quick. Indeed. All right. Want to move on to the next topic? Uh, what do we got? Um. Uh, we can talk about the Nintendo Direct. Why not? Because I want to save the, the I'll save the Hasbro and the and the the magic stuff for the end, where you can your eyes can glaze over and you can stare at the middle distance. So, did anybody actually enjoy the Nintendo Direct? Because all I've been because like always, I keep hearing nothing but mixed uh, mixed responses from this from this thing. I've heard people absolutely adoring the shit out of it, and I've seen people absolutely despise it, giving calling it lackluster. Uh, most people are going to be that way because nobody's ever happy. Remember, we, we 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 this just goes back to what we were just talking about. I figured that's why you used this as a segue time. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was subconscious. Maybe that's why you shifted over. It's like uh, speaking of shit that no one's ever happy about. Nintendo Direct. Basically, that basically right. <laughs> I thought it was a, from well, you and I were both listening to it roughly at the same time. I had you, do, I had you do advance, I had you do advance work on it until I was done with what I was listening to, and then I started listening in on it, and we both were kind of getting. And, the, so, and somehow you were five seconds ahead of me. I'm like, what the fuck? How is he now knowing more than what I am? What the hell? Don't know. I don't know. How, again, it's just where you. It's just where you end up in the uh, in the stream. I guess. I don't know. 
it's one thing, yeah, but I was listening to it from the beginning. Like you would think that, oh, I would at the very least we'd be at the ver we'd be on at the same time. Like you know, the playback would be at the same speed. But no, somehow you were five seconds ahead of me. What? Maybe maybe you accidentally maybe at some point you had a a bit of buffering and it had to and there was a load point and that's why I was ahead of you. Like I said, I dropped fresher than you in into the stream, so it's likely my my mine was at a higher refresh because I was already in a more current point in the stream. I don't know. There's something technical about it. I'm not going to overthink it. But uh... anywho, so there were mostly a bunch of indie games that got in, announced for in the uh, Nintendo Direct. I mean, I'm sure nobody was uh, clamming for crazy for things like. Uh, what was that wardrobe game? That fashion wardrobe game? Uh, fashion Dreamer? Know. Yeah, Fashion Dreamer. I'm sure nobody was getting excited for that one. Um, I mean, okay. Right, but... Austin Hardgrave does a lot of videos talking about a lot of those obtuse, like, designer games. And he does a really good job of being very impartial about them. He's like, these are really well made. So if you have aspirations about that kind of stuff there are probably people who like fashion design who might get something out of it i don't know I, again if it just because it's not our cup of tea doesn't mean there isn't a niche for it is it going to be is... critically acclaimed no but probably there's going to be someone who enjoys it so let's not shit on it that'd be my statement no i wasn't shitting on it. it's more on the i know for a fact that people weren't going crazy over its reveal because... I mean, if you're talking about in the context of a Nintendo Direct, why would you could have just put that out as just a regular, you know, yeah, a video announcement without putting it in there? Maybe it, maybe it's the studio that put it out there. Maybe that they had a little bit more, a little bit more clout that they got based on oh, the Nintendo Direct. Oh, Who knows? Like they had, like they had some money left in the budget. And they're like, just pay Nintendo to have them announce it. Why not? Sure. Why not? Maybe they had to fill up the space. I mean, if you look at the list that I put up on uh, on our little chat here, there is a pretty decent amount of stuff here. Some of it I didn't even really look into. So, <clears throat> yeah, the well, I mean, Dead Cells with the Castlevania thing—that was the one that had me, you know, that one's the one that gave me a right hook to the face. I'm like, I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't even know I Castlevania content was still being made. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially in the context of Dead Cells, that's actually going to be real interesting because that's a fun, uh, that's a really fun uh, indie game. So that'll be kind of nice. Yeah, Ghost Trick yeah. Phantom Detective. That one, okay. Now it kind obviously it's got that Detective Conan file, no, no vibe to it. So I don't know. I it is it uh. Is it a remaster? Because I remember there was a game. I don't know if it was in the during the Wii generation, or if it was the I DS generation, where you where you died and essentially you play as a ghost, where you basically have to fudge around with the with the environment to figure out different mysteries and murders, and essentially I you use. That's it. Yeah, and I heard that was a really fun game. I'm not into that kind of genre, but I hear I heard it was really fun. If they did a remaster of that or even a sequel, that's awesome. Have at it. Um, okay. Let's see what we got here. Um, you're excited about one part, and I'm excited about the other. Uh, the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. Game Boy came to the general Nintendo Online, 
and the Game Boy Advance came to the expansion pack, and we got some okay games to come out with it so far, but knowing them, there'll be a lot more to come. Oh, yeah. Dude, I've been playing Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX, and let me tell you, oh my god, it is underrated as fuck. It's one of my personal I... favorites. My top three. Okay, I wish people talked more about the ghost that randomly shows up after you beat the uh, the catfish's maw. Because nobody talks about this guy. So if you've never played this game, once you reach a certain point, some random ghost just fucking follows you out of nowhere. You don't know who he is. You can't fight this ghost. It just follows you, and you have no idea what the fuck to do with it. Until you find the home in which he used to live in. And it's so somber. Because he's just staring around, looking around his old place. It's completely ruined, by the way. The place is a little worse for wear. But he's just reminiscing about the times he, when he was alive. And it's so fucking sad to me. It's, just, it's a quaint little moment that in my opinion, gets overshadowed by, like, moments with Malon and stuff. And, and, and don't, get, don't get me wrong. I love Marin. I think she's, I think she's a cute enough character. I think, she's, I think she adds to the game, of course. But that moment with that ghost, man, that was... I'm so glad that I got to experience it because... Or maybe it's a blessing that nobody talked about it enough. Because I'm experiencing that event was well, like I said, it was it was somber for me. I love that moment. I still haven't finished beating the game because I'm still trying to get to level six. I don't know how to do it yet. I'm doing it all without a walkthrough. But oh man, I I'm loving this game so far. Also, I'm playing Wario Land three because obviously they have that game too. And I'm already halfway done with that game because it doesn't take very long to do so. Because it, it's a roaring bit of a good time. Like, I don't know why people think Wario Land 4 is the best game. In my opinion, 3 is the one that has the, the best mechanics because they take the best for Wario Land 2. Then they, they spin and they, and they give it a good spin to make it work because it's a nonlinear adventure and I fucking love it. But yeah. I like Wario Land Four because of the because of the um, uh, the uh, OST. The OST is actually really fucking good. I will not deny that the OST for Wario Land Four is pretty hot shit. <laughs> Gameplay is I'm what I know. always exp is bog standard, but boy howdy, that fucking music just gets me. Also, the character design in Wario Land Four beats Wario Land Three without a, without a fart. There's there's just something fucking horrifying about some of the boss monsters in the game agreed agreed <clears throat> but i just love three so much I, I i i love the gameplay i love i love how i love the, how stupid the story is and uh i love how you i love how you explore and how the bosses despite how how threatening they can be they're really basically a nuisance to you at best Oh no! It's an undead ghost who who can't be killed. Uh, just break the stalls around his room, then he dies. He'll be fine. 
Easy stuff. You're fine. Oh no, you're dealing with a you're dealing with a mole that that um that spins around in circles. What do you do? Just butt stomp him and avoid the spikes. And if you fall into the water, just jump back onto the cage. Okay. Oh no, there's a rabbit that wants to play soccer with you. What do you do? Turn him into the fucking ball and use him for the ball. Also, fuck Easy. that turtle. You, you, you have some you have some animosity but oh well well okay because okay the turtle genuinely tries to block your shot every time but if the rabbit turns you into a ball and catches you he will automatically duck in the ball and gives the rabbit a free goal every single time he will not even attempt to stop it lame oh well yeah a bastard uh new professor layton game professor layton in the new world of steam because people love the layton series i'm not much of a puzzler with that amen i always wanted to try it out if you do we'll we'll have you review it on here because fucking why not it looks Uh, so beautiful i heard the story is the stories are great it's kind of like the ace attorney series you know hence the crossover but uh yeah, one day I got to try it. You know, if I feel confident enough to actually be able to use my smarts to solve fucking problems. I think the last time I tried doing that, it was Trace Memory on the original Nintendo DS. That was quite, that was quite brutal. Oh, I love the, still to this day, my absolute favorite handheld will be the Nintendo DS. Library, the gameplay, the, the memories I have with playing with other people hands down some of the best fucking game game time I've had with a Nintendo system in my history of gaming. Fair enough. And it looks like Kirby's the Kirby's Return to Dreamland is getting a re, a revamp. It's now deluxe. So they're no, adding no, some that's shit all, to that. Already, that's the thing. Like that's already out. They're now introducing DLC to the game where oh, the nice. campaign is you, you now play as the main villain from the main campaign. Nerfed, obviously. I wish you could play him at his full power, but no, you get to play the nerfed version. <sighs> well, but at least you get to play as him, so it's a nice little twist. Hey, 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 hey. Meta Knight never was nerfed. He had access to all of his superpowers. You just had a power meter that you needed to make sure was full so you could use all of his powers. Yeah, but I would call that a nerf because he never had to worry about that when you fought against him. You have to create some kind of restrictions. Otherwise, what the fuck's the point in playing it? Now, I mean, I could go into um, situations where you didn't ha- where you didn't have those restrictions, but those were unlockable features that you had to play through some serious shit to get access to. Like Mega Man point. ZX. Like, Mega Man ZX, that's getting, what... getting Model O was a fucking pain. And you, it was rightfully a powerful fucking uh, uh, transformation because you had to go through hell, hell and high water to get it. Or you could be a, a cheater and play Mega Man X6, put in the cheat code, and you get X's ultimate armor and wreck the shit out of the game. Dude, that was the only way I could actually beat that fucking game was using using the <laughs> ultimate armor. That game was nigh-fucking-impossible. Yeah, it was fucking brutal. Especially That's... when you picked the wrong stage and you didn't have the right particular power-up ready. And you couldn't jump over that fucking you know, that fucking pit. 
because you didn't have the double jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yep. fun. Oh, now you have to die because you can't start over. <sighs> yep. uh, what else do they talk about? Apparently, Disney's decided to make another platformer. They got Illusion Island, which is going to have all. It's going to have Mickey, Donald, Goofy, and Minnie as playable characters, and they're all going to have their own like unique abilities. And it looks like they're trying to get on the uh, uh, Cuphead. Um, nostalgia trip because like the 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 art looks to me kind of like it's aiming for that it seems a little bit more so modern they're going though so they're, so they're going back to their home roots because remember they were the ones who started that style well yeah because they had illusion island and uh mickey's adventure and all that shit for the genesis so yeah pretty much no, no i mean the the cartoon the, oh the i get it, i get it. i, get, I know what you're talking about but they but yeah. if you want to be technical, the video games themselves, they already did that before before yes. uh, Cuphead did oh, it too. Oh, absolutely. It's just Cuphead is the most notorious one because they're the ones who, well, they're the ones with the Cinderella story. Right. When it comes to it. So. It looks like they finally put a date, a release date for Advance Wars uh, Reboot Camp, which Dude, um, yeah. there are a lot of people who've been looking forward to that shit. Well, I'm sure they're also looking for like a new game to the series rather than a uh, uh, a compilation pack of of, uh, of remakes. But hey, that works, you know. Okay, so if you're on until they actually get something new. Well, if you're looking at it from a purely business perspective, they, this might be fe a feeler. They might be putting out this to see what co consumer response is going to be before they try and put out another in the IP. To do that, yeah, the last Advance Wars game I think we got was for the what was it for the DS, and yeah. that was it wasn't it wasn't Dual Strike it was Days of Ruin was the last one we got from them, and that was a great game. It wasn't in the same universe as the other Advance Wars game, but it was its own standalone game, and it actually was really fun. It took the mechanics to kind of flip them because you actually got to bring your general onto the battlefield. You could load them, load them into a, a vehicle, and they would up the stats. And they, and you could activate their their uh, their uh, command abilities if you loaded up their super meter enough. It actually was really fun. I had a blast of a time, but it was very it was a post apocalyptic game. Very interesting. Yeah. All right, we got. Uh, they're doing a Bayonetta prequel game called uh, Ceriza and the Lost Demon, which isn't going to play like Bayonetta. I don't know what I want to call this style. It's very colorful. I don't know. It, is, it seems much still, more fantasy. It's still technically a hack and slash. The difference is, is that you're not... you. Ceriza isn't the one fighting. It's some beast that she bonds with as a child. Right. So... <clears throat> use that beast to fight she gives the command meanwhile you're vulnerable so it's kind of a more active yoshi's island with a 3d plane because at the very least you don't have to worry about cereza crying like a little bitch if she gets touched right it's probably she's probably just a game over if she does <laughs> yep um, Octopath Traveler 2 got its release date revealed, which will be the 24th, and they released the demo like they usually do with the Octopath series. Uh, I didn't pick, I didn't pick up the demo, I just, I don't, 
care enough at this point. I know it's free, but it's just like, eh. Um, the game's going to be coming out soon, and I'll have it by either the day of or the week after, depending on when GameStop decides to send it to me. Um, Master Detective was an Archluck Raincode, which I'm assuming is... Uh, I don't know what the fuck it is. I'll just say that. If you know what it is, Orlando, good. Nope, you got me there. <laughs> It's a game with the master detective and it's something about rain code. There you go. That's how much that's how much effort we're putting into that one. Some of these we know about, some of it we don't with a lot of this stuff for all we know. Well, we could do it, the it, same it, We could do the same thing with fucking Samba the Amigo because let me let me let me tell you this. I thought that was just a phrase. I didn't know it was an actual fucking game series. Oh, I can answer that one. I know that one. Samba de Amigo is a game series from the from the Dreamcast. Uh, you when you bought the game, it came with a set of maracas, and you actually it was a rhythm game. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yes, you don't remember the happy little monkey with his little maracas? He's all over the place. Look, look the only two kinds of monkeys that I know in video games are Super Ball Monkey, Banana Blitz, because of course, and the Ukiki from the Mario franchise, because fuck you from Yoshi's Island. Agreed. Um, for the handful of people who appreciated the Batten Kaitos game series from the GameCube, 1 and 2 are being remastered. It's like an RPG smash with a card game, which, you know, back in that day that happened way more often than you'd imagine. I know they did that for the Metal Gear series on the on the original uh, PSP. That, that So, like, they've been doing that hybrid card game RPG shit for a while now. It's, it is what it is. Um, so, people who are excited about that, well, you got it back then. We already talked about Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. The Etrian Odyssey, um, it looks like it's a compilation. There are a lot of people who like the Etrian Odyssey series. It's an RPG that kind of... It, think of uh, the old Fantasy Star series where it's like you don't... The way you play is like you're facing... The the screen is basically like a fortress screen and the monsters are on the screen and you're attacking the monsters at front facing. So it's kind of like that. <clears throat> um... More added to the booster course pass for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So if you bought into that, good and for you. If you if you didn't, if you have like me, because I got the expansion plus pack, you'll be getting there more shit go. too. Yeah, you get it for free if you have the NSO expanded uh, uh, service. So good on you if you do. And they didn't just add new courses. They added Birdo as a playable character. Birdo! Why is nobody clapping? <laughs> Birdo was in Double Dash, so that's not really that shocking. Birdo no, was in Wii. Of, all I'm saying is that out of all the characters they could have had released alongside it, it's very underwhelming that Birdo was the choice. That's all I'm saying. If you were going to release Birdo, I would say another, she should have been released alongside like another character, but I guess they did so because she's being released alongside the courses. They know for a fact she can't be sold alone. It's like we're getting Toad as a playable character. No one gives a fuck about Toad. People haven't given a shit about Toad since the fucking 90s. Well, I mean, Toad was the best character in Mario 64, so, or Mario Kart 64, <laughs> so yeah. Oh, people... I thought you were going to say Mario 64. Yes, people love just fucking talking to Toad everywhere, all over that stupid castle. Yeah. 
Uh, what else we got? Uh, Fantasy Life, The Girl Who Steals Time. I don't know anything about the Fantasy Life series. Neither do I. So that is about as much coverage we're going to get on that. Uh, Fire Emblem Engage is getting an expansion pass, which my son will be happy about. Uh, looks like we're getting another Katamari game. Fantastic. No, it's a, re- it's a remake of the original Katamari Damacy. Fantastic. And, of which course, is... we talked about Fashion Dreamer, which is just a fashion... It's a dress-up dress up your, your Sim character, you know, fashion runway thing. For those who like it, fantastic. Sea of Stars looks fucking amazing. I'm kind of excited for whenever the fuck that comes out. Dead Cells um, wrote, no, Return to Castlevania. I was shocked that that was even a thing. But I'm also happy about it at the same time because nothing feels quite like beating the shit out of some Belmonts. It's true. Um, I've already seen some gameplay for Blanc. Uh, it's a black and white game where you play as like a deer and like a fox, and basically you have to move around a 3D world and you have to help each other. And essentially, like one's a little small character. It's essentially like. Think of, like, it's the same concept with, like, three Vikings, where each of you have an ability or a set of abilities that the other one doesn't. You basically have to, you're, you complement each other in different ways to move around in a 3D world. It's actually really be- I pretty. I'd recommend people look at some of the gameplay, or some of the gameplay videos for it. It's pretty, it's very beautiful. I thought this was going to be, like, that deer game that I saw a few weeks ago, where you no, where no. you spend all the time in the world, ca- character, no, character, customizing your character starting out as a human being and literally none of that matters because the moment you finish you just get killed and turned into a deer i got nothing on that one that wouldn't be the first time they pulled <laughs> that dumb shit like that would piss me right the fuck off because i love character customization so when it's involved i i tend to spend hours on that and when I'm done, only for it to fucking give me the damn shaft and then end up playing as the deer, I'm going to be more than a little salty. <laughs> I don't blame you. I assume there's more content being added to Dreamlight Valley. Um, I know Jay loves Dreamlight Valley. Um, so there's that. Uh, Omega Strikers! What the hell is Omega Strikers? Is that a soccer ball game? No, it's actually a hockey game. I thought it was going to be a fighting game because they were look. When I was watching, I saw a bunch of some of the characters. I'm like, oh, these kind of look cool. It's like interesting. Oh, it's a hockey. That one that you can pre-order because it's free to play. And to this day, I know you explained it to me before, but that just makes no fucking sense to me. If it's free to play, why do I need to pre-order it? I got nothing, man. Symphonia is getting a remaster, so maybe that makes it better for you. I don't know. Oh, there we go. Something that makes sense. Because we haven't seen that since the fucking GameCube. But we've had a remaster already. They did it for the PS3. The second remaster for this fucking game. (laughs) Well, it is a popular one, so it's not not surprising that they had more than one. Out of the Tales series, it's a lot of people's top five. Or top three, I should say. So, uh, Battle Network, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, because we're in the in the spirit of continuing the Mega Man co- Legacy Collections, Battle Network eventually had to get add, added on to that nonsense. 
that makes the least sense to me, honestly, because they play like Pokemon games in terms of how they were marketed. They have multiple versions of the same game. So it's like, how the hell does this even work? I have no idea, and I genuinely don't give a shit. It was I know people who I I knew people in my friend group who played Battle Network because they liked the RPG aspect of it. The only game I ever played from the series was the GameCube version of it, which was oh, the, a fucking, the platformer. Yeah, it was a fucking <laughs> oh. abomination. <laughs> oh man, I remember a friend telling me when he first got that fucking game and how frustratedly pissed he was because he was expecting a full-blown RPG only to get that fucking nonsense. <laughs> I was never into this series, so when I first... <laughs> I actually would have loved to have tried the GameCube version <laughs> because I was more into platformers back then. Yeah, well, if you can find it, give it a try. I'm sure you'll be as frustrated as I was. I didn't give a shit that it, was a, that it, was a, it wasn't an RPG. I gave a shit that it was a shitty platformer. <laughs> uh, let's see what we got. Harmony, The Fall of Reverie. I have no fucking idea about that one. I think um, that's yet another... Oh, wait! That's that's the game where it has multiple endings because the game is supposedly about saving the world by invoking powers of different gods and your choices matter in the end because you need to decide which amongst the gods you need to align yourself with. Uh, what kind of game gameplay is it? Is it an RPG? I would like to say it's more of a of a simulator sort of thing because you're basically making multiple choice options and you're not necessarily like choosing attack commands or anything of the sort. Okay, interesting thought process. I'm gonna have to look into that then. Um. Baseball, Power Pros, WBSC. I don't know what those letters mean at the bottom. Uh, whenever I see something with that many when it, with that many words attached to it, my brain thinks it's just another uh, another RPG game with sports. But I'm not going to be paranoid about it. I'm just going to assume it's just a baseball game. And if you're into sports, I guess that'll be the game for you, unless you're still interested in playing MLB 2022. What do I know? Or if it's an RPG slash baseball game, well, good for you. You found a nice little medium, kind of like what was it, the Mario Golf for the what was it for the GBA GB Color? Oh my God, I actually love that, but I prefer the tennis version. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, Tron Identity, which I'm assuming is an is a Tron game, you know, 3D Tron game, I'd imagine. That uh, there's Have a Dice Death. Which I have no fucking clue about. I know, I, we all sound incompetent as fuck about this, but it's not about research for us. The, the point of this is just a general... Uh, people get together and bullshit about games and bullshit about stuff. So with this kind of stuff, we didn't do nearly as much research. Plus, we're also saving the best for last, which is the top row, which we're not even looking at yet. So we're just getting rid of a lot of the little shit, which we may or you know sideways glanced at. So for all I know, it could be a platformer involving death. For all I know, it could be a Grim Fandango fucking reboot. Who the fuck knows? I don't oh. give a shit. The logo has me thinking, what is the Mad Hatter involved or what? 
No, it's just a little death. It's a little Grim Reaper, and he's holding a ghost in his hand. It looks like. Oh, um, that makes a lot more sense. As far as the top row of our little list is concerned, because we actually did get a little screen cap. Someone on Twitter was kind enough to actually like take everything and put it into one little uh, collage. And so we were able to actually rattle these all off, which is kind of nice. Uh, the first one that was that, that was spoiled and released same day was Metroid Prime Remastered. Yeah, baby! Hello, Metroid fans! Are you just tired and salivating at the prospect of Metroid Prime 4? Well, continue starving for it because we're giving you Metroid Prime Remastered instead! Isn't that fun, kids? It is funny, but, but from what my son is telling me, since he got that, since he spent some of his his birthday money for that shit, he was quite he's quite happy with it. I mean, fair enough. I'm not gonna argue. Yeah, the one that I know you're excited that. about, the one I know that you're excited about is Splatoon Three expansion. We got uh, Inkopolis slash Side Order that are coming out. That's right. We get to go back to the hub of the first game, which is the only one I played because I didn't play Splatoon Two or Three. Honestly, I feel like an old boomer because the only reason why I stayed away from those two is because the fashion sense of all of them is a uh, well, it's not my style at all. <laughs> oh, they introduced new hairstyles. Why do they all look fucking awful? Oh, they introduced <laughs> pants. Why the fuck do they all look awful? <laughs> You're more judgmental about it than I am. Fuck. That. Well, that's the reason why I didn't. I didn't end up getting Splatoon three. <laughs> like that's. Call me petty, yeah, but that the reason why I loved the first game was because. The styles were simple enough that it worked, and even though they didn't offer pants, um, they offered a biker jacket for my character to use with a backwards with a backwards facing baseball cap. And I'm like, that works for me. That's my style. I can live with that. And I got to use a shotgun paint roller. What can I go wrong with that? Then they took that away, and I'm like, <sighs> so what else do they have to? Oh, oh my god, all these are shit. No, no. Platoon 3, please tell me they have to... Oh, no, they're all even worse. <clears throat> so, at the very least, going back to the first to the first hub of the game just makes me feel like, you know, hey, we're going semblance to the back... We're going semblance of the original. Maybe we'll get the old styles back, too? Please? Please, Nintendo? I would love to play your game! <laughs> As long as I don't look like a complete jackass. Uh, I've never been a fan of the Pikmin series, but Pikmin 4 is coming out as well. They, I assume they put a release date on that. People who play Pikmin are excited about that. Pikmin 4, in my opinion, is... <sighs> okay. So I've never really played the series, but I've heard there's plenty of lore to really sink your teeth into, despite how simple it all looks. I mean, traveling to Earth when it's completely dystopian sounds like an interesting enough concept, and you're not even doing it through the view and perspective of humans that may have survived, but rather as beings who... They basically did Splatoon before Splatoon. Now that's an Fair interesting... Enough way to go about it so it 
it's just you know if you're into art this if you're into rts's i'm sure you can probably find something that's worth your time here because that's what's basically what it is it's an rts nintendo's version of one fair enough and then the crowning achievement, the last on the list, the thing that they saved the best for last, is Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. With voice acting! Hooray! Everybody and their mother and their fucking opinions about voice acting. Sweet Jesus. All I'm When I first heard Ganondorf's voice, I was thinking it was Jameson Price, but other people are saying it's Matt Mercer. What do I know? But... Either way, I think it sounds pretty decent. Zelda, they retained the same voice actress. I wasn't a huge fan, but, you know, at least, you know, A for consistency. People are, the one thing that does annoy me, though, is that people are getting upset that Link is going to be able to ride around machinery, like cars and shit. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sure the majority of you got the DLC for the last game. I didn't hear any of you complain when you got a motorcycle as the grand prize for finishing the, the DLC. What's different now? Everything. Also, there's 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 hint. There's supposedly uh, people theorizing that the Master Sword is finally going to look different in this game, because from what some of the the promotional material showed, that the Master Sword was in ruin, so it may be getting an upgrade. To be fair, Fee has needed an upgrade for ever since Skyward Sword, so I I think she could use it. True. Very true. <laughs> But yeah, that game is starting. That game is starting to look fucking gorgeous, man. I am hyped for Tears of the Kingdom, and we got we got a release date, didn't we? I think it was April or March seventeenth, one of those two dates. It's 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 springtime. Yeah, it's springtime. We're getting it. Yeah. It's sooner rather than later. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I hope I can get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh, so that's the Nintendo topics we had there. Um, yeah, it all looks interesting to me. What what If I had to give the Nintendo Direct a grade, I'd give it a good B. It was a B. Well, it didn't... I wasn't, you know, blown away by anything specific. There wasn't anything that jumped out and screamed at me, but I was happy about what was presented in the chunk that they gave us. But like, like I said, unless it was a new Smash Brothers or they were putting out some some like wild wacky shit, I I'm uh, I'm kind of at I'm kind of at that point where it's just like, eh. Atomic you Heart's know. coming out for the fucking Xbox soon, and I'm gonna be pre-downloading that shit because it comes out on the twenty-first. I don't give a shit. I'm I'm just I'm just so uh, I'm just kind of like you know I just kind of go with the flow now, and that's fine. Uh, but you know that Smash Brothers wasn't ever going to be announced. It's going to be on a new system. There's no way they're going to have two Smash Bros. in the same in the same console unless what? it's like 
they decide to like re-release Smash Bros. 64 on the fucking N64 NSL. That'd be kind of fun. Um, but what? But my thing with it is, is that I wasn't expecting another legend, another Legend of Zelda. I honestly was expecting them to do a Legend of Zelda prior to a new system coming out. Because usually there's a main system Legend of Zelda. And then a bridge system at Legend of Zelda, and I don't. Oh, I see I, your point. From Wind yeah. Waker to Twilight Princess to Skyward Sword. Right. Fair enough. So there really wasn't my my thing with it is is I'm not really sure where they're going, and I know. If anything, online spec it... online speculation has been so fucking wild. People have been screaming for a new system from them for a while now, and it's just like. They'll do it that when they're ready. Screaming at them, screaming at them isn't going to make them do it any quicker. Even worse, the fact that they're demanding it. What if they're, what if if what if they cave to the demand and end up releasing a shoddy product? Can we yeah, not what, remember you... what happened to the Wii U? Everybody likes to dunk on that fucking console, despite the fact that I love it. But I have oh, to objectively say console. that it was a shit system. No, objectively, it was, an amazing... it was a shit. No. Objectively, it was a shit console, but it had lots of promise, lots of potential with great games, but people didn't give it a chance because it was awkwardly marketed, and the product in itself didn't offer too many ways to expand. Eh, and now they think though. that just because the Switch is success, they want the, the people now wanted to just fucking go shoe in on a new console? They're succeeding. They're doing great. But that's after the fact that the Wii U was such a fuck-up. And now they have to try and top the Switch. That is not going to be an easy thing to do. I think people just need to cool their jets and just let things flow the way they flow. People are so fucking impatient because other companies are just... Other companies are breakneck pace. And when you, have, was... when you have the Xbox Series S and X and the fucking PS5 already out, already, you know, with their legs under them and running, limping, I'll say, because let's be honest, the shit that they put out could have probably still been put out on the previous generations with no difficulty. In fact, most of them still fucking are. There have been what? How many fucking exclusives for the PS5 have there been? Can you count the... Have they have they gone past the two hands that you have on uh, at the ends of your arms yet? No, I don't think they if have. They, if they did, I don't know because that's right. how little impact it's had. Right, I would know. I don't. They touted, know their, they touted their God of War Ragnarok. Was like, oh well, that's going to be no. You put it on the PS4 and PS5. It's not an exclusive. You're just you've pissed off people who've spent this much time and effort looking for the stupid fucking system. And while I'm not, while I don't feel bad for them in regards to the effort that they went through, especially if they bought from scalpers or they were, you know, headhunting websites or being part of these Dude, giant fucking you know, Facebook groups. Dude, you know the scalpers are actually selling them to fucking pawn shops. That's fucking hysterical. I yeah, I went to a pawn shop uh, a few weeks back, and uh, I happened to find a few PS5s there, and I'm like, there is no way these guys. No, there's no way people just fucking bought uh, uh, bought uh, bought PS5s for their fucking store. Clearly, 
clearly the fucking scalpers are using it to buy, uh, to, to offset their uh, their losses. Dude, I hope they all lost a shit ton of money. To be perfectly honest, there's yeah. a difference. Okay. So, folks, Look, if you want to, if you want to five, go to a fucking pod shop. I promise yeah. you, they'll have and they'll probably have it for cheaper. I know the one where I would go. They also do layaway, so you can always just pay it off over time. You'll have a nice, fancy little fucking, uh, fucking little Sony console that was so goddamn uh, scarce. I had no, I had no analogy for it because I suck at these things. <laughs> at, at least, at least you admit it, dude. <sighs> so now we get to the part where you can, you know, glaze, your eyes can glaze over and your you can stare off into the middle distance. Um, so Hasbro has well this part we could this part's more financial so you might be it might be more entertaining for you anyways so I'll I'll get into the other yeah. stuff afterwards. Yeah, if this was MTG so, related, I'd be like, well, good night, folks. <laughs> uh, good afternoon, good evening, and fuck this shit. Um, so Hasbro uh had another uh meeting with their shareholders again, and they took another fucking massive hit in the fucking pocketbook again. Um, obviously, but for their shareholders, they had to paint PSP, paint shit pretty, and it didn't matter. Their 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 sales are plummeting. Good rapidly. news, everyone! Everybody is now focused on trying to save Hasbro. Yeah. What's the bad news? We lost 128 million dollars. What? I mean, I, I mean, it's just a tiny loss, right? Just. It's it's not $128 million is not a fucking soft loss, asshole. Well, not for a company that can barely keep their Transformers fucking platform up above water for very long. Every year they put up stuff for their TFCon that looks amazing, but they're not they're not expanding their brand to kids because they view kids as a fucking a dead market, which is not true. It's not true. Kids are not put in front of tablets until they're older. Younger kids still play with toys. I know this because I'm on fucking Facebook groups where there's still people who swap toys with for kids. There are still kids who play with action figures and stuff. These companies just don't feel like marketing to them because they're fucking defeatist. That's my statement on it. And I've watched several fucking YouTubers who talk about it. It's like there is a fucking – you could go to goddamn Target and find entire shelves full of goddamn Fortnite figures, and they never fucking advertise them in any meaningful way, and kids play Fortnite all the fucking time. There's goddamn Roblox figures that these kids could be given to, kids could be given to kids too. None of them are being advertised correctly. And you have a fucking company who's a toy company by, by proxy because of they've just been a toy company for as long as they've been in the business, or a board game company if you want to be a, you know, on a second hand. And they're not even fucking doing what they're supposed to do. They're catering Look, they're to people like me. Hasbro's about as much as a, a board game company as Nintendo is a Hara, a Harafuri company, okay? Not you mean Hanafuda? Hanafuda, thank you. I don't know what I just said. The point is, they're, it, it's, a, um, it's a vestigial part of their, uh, of their market now. They're not really that sort of thing anymore. The problem with it is, we back in 2018, we actually had this conversation. It was you, me, and uh, uh, Phil. We were talking about how board. We asked the question: Are board games, are, are traditional games, falling away? And 
you wanted to say yes, but no, they're not. Traditional games still have really strong legs under them, and part of it's because fucking COVID happened. The, if they did fall away in any meaningful way, they got a second life in the fact that everybody's stuck at home and couldn't do anything. So there'd be these fucking groups of people who were just playing a bunch of different board games, so what the fuck else could they do? They were in their house. Well, they were probably looking at it as, well, they could always just play video games, and a lot of people had video game sales increased during that time window. Yeah, but GameStop got fucked because they were they were stupid, and they weren't playing around with COVID not rules. Excuse. No, really, <laughs> you're, you're not problems. wrong. Their, their, their level of stupidity was so fucking bad. Like, and you had a still chance, so you had a chance. Oh no, hundred percent. If you go to if you go to a GameStop now, like their shelves, like a lot of their collectibles that they're supposed to be touting, they don't really have that many on the shelves right now. And it's very sad to watch that kind of shit. It's just like, wow, you guys really are not y'all are really doing what you need clearance. to do. They don't just have clearance racks, they have they have double clearance racks where they add additional savings off of off of what off of their slash prices so it's like how the hell do you market something like this how the hell do you tell uh how did how how what else what message are you conveying to 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 your customer base that you can't even sell these products worth a damn like that's the downside yeah it is that's the downside to it it's one thing to try to start a try to jumpstart sales by you know, by slashing the price a little bit, but it's a double-edged sword. Slash it enough, and people are going to wonder if the product is even worth a damn. Right. And with, but with a lot of that stuff, it, it's all the collectible shit that should. If you bought it online, it would be premium pricing, and that shit, like, that's the reason why I ended up going to GameStop for a lot of the collectibles I had in my basement in the first fucking place. The amount of the amount of yeah. fucking like the 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 expensive like Marvel Legends shit that's going for like hundred and twenty hundred and thirty on fucking eBay and on on websites on at GameStop they're selling it for under a hundred in some cases because they're just trying to get rid of it and it's just like this or shit's the, premium online what the fuck are you people doing or the arm cannons that you got from there too like oh that was that was the, a couple of those I bought from a GameStop that was closing. So I got them even cheaper. Fuck, the, the Samus arm cannon was less than 30 bucks. The Mega Man X one was 20 I spent fucking Dude. nothing. Yeah, those are like four or five times the normal price you would see elsewhere. That is ludicrous. Yeah. I'm not even a bargain hunter and I managed to pull that out of my arse. I'm not going to even fucking complain. <laughs> Sometimes windfall, but like, yeah. But that's that's GameStop. We're we're still talking about Hasbro. Hasbro but remember, his basic. Go ahead. Remember the thing about Hasbro though is that their their board game selection is mostly consists of like maybe five, six different major board major board games with like dozens of fucking variants. Monopoly is like the biggest fucking problem with that shit. Like, how many goddamn variants compete with each other just on Monopoly alone? Like, fucking Christ. Well, that, that's the problem when you make a collectible version of a game that you shouldn't really make a collectible version of. It's the reason why I've always had a problem with the concept of a collectible board game is you can have a, you, you can have a goddamn shelf filled to the fucking brim 
with the same fucking game that basically plays the same way, but you're collecting them because it's interesting to you to have that many different fucking versions of it. It's like, no. Yeah, just give no, me the original Monopoly. Stupid. I'll be fine with that. I don't mind dying to fucking Ventor Avenue every fucking now and then. Right. I don't know, man. Uh, so what, what's essentially happened with them is, is they've they've kind of they're basically turned Watsy into their personal fucking like life support system, and they keep milking them for everything they're fucking worth, trying to ensure that their company survives. At this point. They're going to end up dragging Watsi into the fucking dirt with them. And Watsi by itself is a, is a sustainable company because the stuff that they create is profitable for them, not for Hasbro. That's the issue that most people don't understand. When you look at things from a, from a grand point perspective, you cannot, you cannot conceivably make a card company that makes D&D on, on top of things profitable to a larger market that basically doesn't give a shit about it. Hasbro is a toy company. Watsi is a board it is a card company and a RPG company. They're two different fucking things. The reason why Hasbro bought them in the first place is they wanted to move into that market thinking it was going to help them. Not and, and now where they're at right now, they're desperately using them as some kind of way to try and dig themselves out of a goddamn hole. Meanwhile, since we already, since we talked about it the first time, Bank of America is downgrading them again, again. Right. <laughs> they're, 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 what they what they say twenty eight percent now that they're potentially going to lose. It's like fuck. At what point? Christ. At what at what point do you just like not? At what point do you not realize that this is just, that you're just fucking yourself every which way? I don't understand. I don't get it. There's an old saying, there's a reasoning behind the madness. But uh, I think at this point, it's just pure madness. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. Especially when they keep putting out new and new stuff. And it segues nicely because the next stuff we're going to be talking about is the Pro Tour was happening this weekend. And today... They previewed the March of the Machines set for Magic the Gathering, and they're doing it in two parts. There's the March of the Machines and Aftermath, because they realize the story's so fucking large that they can't do it in one goddamn one goddamn set. So now they have them as two sets, which, you know, if they just stuck to the block construct construction like they did before, which was three sets per block, they could actually tell a conceivable story that won't be rushed and be full of plot holes that people will be pissed off about. They don't give a fuck. They're trying to make money off of this. They're trying to bleed it dry before <clears throat> they inevitably throw it off to the side like the withered fucking set of udders it's going to end up inevitably hold, being. Hold on a second. You're telling me that they don't just release release the story in like, like sections? They just have to release it all wholesale? The, it's not that they're releasing it wholesale, it's that they're releasing it in a way that's non-conducive to a <clears throat> um, to a to a more fleshed out storyline. That's the problem. What they used to, okay, back in Magic's history, because you're new to this and Magic as yes. a whole, they used to break things down in a set, uh, well, 
when they finally set the actual parameters, they, they broke them down into a set of three sets per block. And what that would do would give you a fleshed out story for that block, which usually revolved around one or two planes, depending on what planeswalker we're following or what group we're following. Yeah. And would continue a, a, a storyline and flesh out mechanics related to that plane or storyline. So there's like the Mercadian Mask block, which involves Mercadian Mask, um, Nemesis, and Prophecy. Or the Urza Saga block, or the Urza block, which had Urza Saga, Urza's Legacy, Urza's Destiny. Those were the three sets in that block. And that told the story of the Brothers' War at that point. So each, each one would, in and of itself, give you a more structured story that you could tell because there was an actual now there were actual novels being written behind this well they didn't feel like paying for that shit anymore so what they ended up doing is just doing little vignettes that they would put on their website to explain parts of the story and let the cards kind of fill in the holes well they were starting to do more and more of a shit job of this because the cards weren't really explaining much, and even when they went out of their way to put, you know, story storyline spotlight, because they would put them on specific cards to explain yeah. things, the the card didn't explain shit. It just showed something happening and a little blurb about it, and people were like, "Well, does this mean this character's dead? You know, are they, you know, have they discovered a new recipe for, you know, for stuffed shells? What the fuck does this mean? Nobody knows anything until somebody with greater context comes and explains it." Okay, so Yu-Gi-Oh has something in there. Um, they did this back at the beginning when they made their normal monsters, and it was called Flavor Text. And what it did was it basically described the monster for what it was. And that was all to it. It was only through their artwork generally is when people started realizing that there was actual stories behind the monsters. And it wasn't even applied to every single creature out there. Just select number of creatures that had storylines that went along with each of the cards. And I think that was something that was adapted from actual magic itself. So I'm kind of surprised that it ended up being a convoluted mess as the way you described it. Yeah, but for Yu-Gi-Oh! they did the smart thing and they kept it self-contained to the creature specific. There wasn't an overarching story around no, that's the, thing. the creatures are... in the context of like a whole entire i know that like with dark world or with you know the the radiant fountain and shit like that like i get the that there crawlers. are great there are right Hell, the there are flavors based on that yeah but like when now, it comes to like there's no novel there's no like there's no like there's no short stories attached to it any that they're attached to it are written on the cards themselves or in the artwork, and they're explained through exposition by other people. Well, yeah, they're explained through the imagery itself, not necessarily through the writing, because since, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh's become a lot more effect monster-centric, they can't really put flavor text in the cards themselves because they got to make room for the actual card effects. So whenever they do put in uh, these sorts of things, it's only for the normal monsters. But other than that, usually the stories are, you know, they're, they're conveyed through the artwork, through series, through series of cards. And whatever arcing story they have, it's usually within the archetypes themselves. There's no, there's no overarching story that connects literally every card in the game. 
that's not happening. There's over 10,000 cards as we speak, and Magic probably has tens of thousands of more given to, given its history. True. <sighs> but I'm anyway. assuming that that's exactly what's going on. They're trying to make a story that connects everything for Magic. Well, yes, because the multiverse that itself is, the is most all interconnected. Oh my god, that has got to be the most asinine way of doing things. Like, yes and no. So many different, you have so many different archetypes with all sorts of different stories and backgrounds. How are you going to tie them all together that actually makes sense? Well, you do that through a simple process of um, the, you do that with the players. The players themselves are what tie the universe, the multiverse together. You are a planeswalker. You can go in between the blind eternities and go to these different worlds on a whim. You're that powerful that you can you can basically traverse the multiverse. That's what basically is the is the binding ingredients that make it so that they can make a multiversal story that doesn't feel completely fucking disjointed to someone who's reading it. Okay, I think I get you. Uh, and then they make one specific world as a basic, you know, quote-unquote hub world where everything kind of springs forth. They've created a center of the universe because it was the main world where they started basically writing the goddamn exposition for the game, and that would be Dominaria. Dominaria is essentially the center of the multiverse. Everything else springs out, springs off from that for various different reasons. Okay. So it's weird. It's hard to explain to somebody who doesn't understand it without them reading the actual, you know, mythos behind it. But that's the yeah, nut, that's I, it in a nutshell. I mean, fair enough. I'm I'm assuming if I did get into it, I'll probably be stuck in a giant library, and I'll probably be old and gray by the time I finish it all. Nah, it's not that bad. It's not Kingdom Hearts level. Um, <laughs> but. But yeah, they've already they've already previewed the um, a bunch of cards for this for the sets, and it it looks fucking insane, um, extremely in a good way. Um, there's going to be what looks like uh, they they're doing uh, legend legend cards that are pairs of creatures now. They've done it before, but like they are going whole hog into it like they're merging two creatures into one and giving them like an amalgam of their different abilities like we have uh slimefoot and squee we have uh goro goro and satoru we have oh. uh katilda and liar and it's one card and i've got drana and linvala it's essentially like a they're too they're like team but up cards essentially Yu-Gi-Oh tried to do that too, but that was like a long ass time ago. Back with back at the be back at the very beginning, because before Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon was a thing, there was the Blue Eyes White Dragon trio combination, where they were literally three Blue Eyes White Dragons chained together. <clears throat> well, that makes sense. Yeah, it was a plus. They've also never went spoiled. Nah, it usually doesn't with those. Like the demen like, like like the well the dice game, didn't they try and make that a thing too? Yeah, when that failed, they ended up turning some of those some of those monsters into actual cards. So, you know, 
I guess they didn't all complete. They didn't fail completely. At least they got some life. True. Um, they're also bringing black, bringing bringing back plane chase. They're doing another iteration of that, which is a different format. It's essentially something you'd stick onto an existing magic game to make it a little bit more flavorful. You essentially, instead of battling on one like general battlefield, like you battle across the planes. And the different planes affect your spells and they affect your creatures in different ways based on what world you end up on. Um, so that's cool. I honestly thought it was like something akin to like, oh, we get to add rules or change them as we go. I'm like, oh, that's gonna be quite fucking annoying. No, it 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 shifts. It's it's not as insane as it could be. Um. But yeah, there's the the, the, the the team ups are the most interesting and they're all at rare, which is kind of cool. So uh, I can't wait to see what that ends up doing. Um, and they did um, for for those of you who have been waiting for uh, Omnath to finally get his fifth color, his fifth color has finally been added. It's Omnath locust of all locust of all. and his final pip, which was supposed to be black, is Phyrexian. He's been Phyrexianized. Congratulations! It was going to happen. We all knew it, especially when they went this direction and they they real and they made it so that the Phyrexians can now traverse the blind eternities. This was going to happen. There was no way around it. So that's going to be fun to see. Um, otherwise, there's just a bunch of different team up monsters at rare. It looks like so that should be fun to see. There's some flip cards. One of the gods flips into it into a Phyrexianized god, so that's gonna be fun to see. Um, another one looks like she becomes Phyrexianized. It looks like the Praetors are all going to flip. They already spoiled one of them, which flips into a saga, so that should be interesting. It's uh, it's all generally interesting. It's across several the the two sets, so we'll see what happens with that. I I honestly don't fucking know at this point. Ugh. My head hurts. It really does. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Fair enough. And now this is the freeform point of things. Was there anything that uh, you wanted to bring up, talk about, that had, that had your interest? <laughs> Let's see. Brant, personal, dis personal disputes, etc. Oh no, I I get it. It's more on the is there anything I do want to talk about? And at this point, nah man, I think I'm good for now. All right then. And with that with everything else being said, that's fantastic. Um since I'll be handing this off to Jay for editing and such, um he will he will likely put all of the associated links, etc. for it for the coffee link and you know that will link to the discord all of our social media is attached to the beacons that's attached to that um obviously you know give us a thumbs up or uh, on youtube you know give us a five star on podbean all that other wonderful stuff and as our illustrious host would say stay sexy and go fuck and yourself. go fuck yourself <laughs>